Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bed Post Podcast. Now, you wouldn't know this because we're such professionals here at the Bed Post Podcast, but this is my first time back in the studio for like a month because I was in my honeymoon. So I'm really excited to be here. For those of you who are tuning in, listening um, on our podcast, or just watching on the YouTube channel, uh, the Bed Post Podcast is a place where I bring super sexy guests into the studio here at Eggplant Media to have a more in depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. So today's guest, I'm very excited. Um, I actually came across them through Fatima from Oasis Aqua Lounge, which if you're regular listeners and watcher, you're going to know exactly what Oasis is and and who Fatima is. Uh, She comes on and guests a lot. Um, So she recommended these fantastic guests that I'm going to have here for me today. So please welcome to the mic, Edward Sear and Lauren Lavallee. Lavallee. Oh my God. LaValley. Oh my God. Lauren LaValley from the Sunday Night Indigenous Love and Sex Show. Hi, guys. Hi. How are ya? Pretty good. Excited. Excited to be here. Sexcited? Sexcited. We're super excited. Oh, that's a perfect word. I'm going to use that from now on. Are you excited for the next episode? Are you excited? We're all excited. It's so nice to have you here because I feel like it's kind of a different. Um, audience that you all cater to rather than that I cater to you care cater to kind of a youthful audience because of why uh, let's just tell people exactly what your whole organization is about do you want to go first or should I so we kind of run this show through the Native Canadian Center of Toronto Mm -hmm. through the Nagby youth program um, and we started this show just to create awareness and have like an open dialogue about sex within our community with our young people um, I don't know if Edward wants to add to that. Yeah, so so essentially when we, what really sparked our, uh, there's a couple different things that sparked our ambition to start this show. The first one was that there was a curriculum cut um, yes. by the conservative government in regards to um, talking about um, sexuality and, um, and that was a problem for us as in particular indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people may or may not be aware that uh, HIV is amongst one of the highest growing rates in uh, Aboriginal um, people. And so we really wanted to, uh, we really wanted to create bridges where there was gaps and, uh, and, so and there are a lot of gaps right now. And there yeah. is a lot of so gaps. Many gaps. And, and there's so much, and that was the other thing too, about talking about, um, gender neutral non-binary stuff like that 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 they wanted to cut that from the curriculum and we also have a a wide spectrum of two-spirit individuals in our in our community and we really wanted to also um start talking about those pronouns start talking about um talking about the issues that need to be talked about and uh and so we're a sex positive we want to start reducing shame and stigma yes and uh so that was but but the actual way that we actually got started on the, um, <laughs> yes. on the so Lauren and I were watching uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, and, and Lauren was I'm a pervert. <laughs> she, I'm such a pervert. I have a huge thing for the little the little guy in the show. She does have a crush on the uh, on the on the short guy, and so, Peter and so we're watching Lincoln? the show, and she's Tinkish? like the background commentary during the show. And I said, you know what, Lauren, someone would probably find us very entertaining if we talked about <laughs> sex and. 
And uh, and so we brought it to our youth council yeah. because um, the Anegbi youth program is governed by a youth council, right? And okay. so we told them we wanted to talk about sex. And they said, well, what about talking about relationships? Because that's important too. See, I yeah. love that. Okay. That is so valuable, I think, because, yeah, we get, uh, like, uh, we're getting basically nothing now with the new sex ed curriculum. Yeah. But even, like, the sex ed curriculum uh, as as kind of sparse <laughs> as it right. was. No kidding. From when I grew up, the, uh, you, you learn, like, anatomy. Oh, yeah. It's mostly yeah. just anatomy stuff. Yeah, it and is then really safe, sex anatomy, stu- yeah. safe sex stuff, which is super important. Mm-hmm. But, like, you learn about STDs, but you don't learn about, like, the love part of it. And it's, right. like, that's something that young people just dive into not knowing anything about and there's a lot of and it's it's heartbreaking yeah it can be dangerous especially in our community it can be dangerous like when you don't know certain aspects about love like you know you give yourself to a person like you put your full trust in them yeah and like there can be a lot of like negative outcomes like you know for sure just my personal story i'm like why didn't anybody educate me about dating like like at a young age about about like yeah. Well, Aaron, yeah. you'll be happy Just- to know we have three separate episodes. The first one covers uh, first, first dates, dates. The yeah. second one, second, second dates. dates. <laughs> and then how to keep the fire in your relationship. So we wanted to be as transparent. Now, one of the barriers that we faced is, so we have... 10 episodes released now with over 10,000 views. Yeah. Um, and we're creating another five more episodes. But there's so much to cover and yeah. we don't have enough time to cover all of them. Mm-hmm. We want to do one on cyber, sex, mm-hmm. um, human trafficking. <clears throat> there's all these different... Um, subjects but yeah. we just have so little time like me and Lauren both work full-time jobs for yeah. sure yeah, um, yeah yeah me too that's the thing a so, lot yeah. of people see all the stuff I do with bedpost and they're like oh that's so fantastic that you're like living the dream you know having all this kind of creative sex stuff as your career I'm like I have three jobs right. <laughs> yeah it's like it's yeah. hard balancing it's it all it's a push to do all this but it's important to do all this yeah, so which important. is I'm sure why why we all do um so are you able to just tell me with it being uh, kind of mostly Aboriginal focused and even even more specific than that, Aboriginal use, what, uh, tell me about how that lens is different from something that like shows that I might do and like my pe- people in general that I might be speaking to on a regular basis versus you. Like what are the, well, we what's try to, different? We try to incorporate like our teachings into our videos as well. And like, you know, considering our, like our communities lifestyles and everything you know um so like one of something we talked about like one of the teachings we were given by one of our really close friends Camille Miracle shout out to you (laughs) but like it's really important to practice a safer sex like using condoms and stuff um you know using birth control because a lot of our women you know don't get the opportunity to um to use condoms and stuff especially in situations where they're where they're like sexually assaulted and stuff so we share those kind of teachings like you know we should honor are women and all those other people who were forced into having sex by practicing safer sex. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we look at it through the, like that kind of lens where our community has been through a lot. So we want to remind them like, you know, we have to honor our ancestors and all our people when we're thinking about everything, like all our actions. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about uh, indigenous women have the probably the highest rate of being murdered and going missing here yes. in Canada. And indigenous sex workers, it's yeah. like and, off the charts. And so when we talk about indigenous people, we talk about overrepresented in um, prisons, we talk about being overrepresented in HIV, overrepresented in the sex trade, overrepresented in homelessness, overrepresented in, in all these negative um, aspects. So we really want to start empowering our youth. And I think one of the ways that uh, Lauren 
and I and the Enag Youth Program, we talk a lot about reducing shame and stigma. Yeah. Um, and we think when we when we look through an indigenous lens, I don't I don't think all that shame around sex was was there prior to. Um, pre-contact of our of our friends who came over on their big boats and stuff like that <laughs> quote-unquote friends <laughs> yeah our, 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 our well you know and if you ever see the medicine wheel like my my early teachings were that um that the medicine wheel was symbolic for the earth and there was white red black and yellow and that represented mm -hmm. the four different colors of our people and everyone was equal and everyone mm -hmm. fit on that earth um Fortunately, now the white side takes up about three quarters. Uh, of most it. of it, yeah, yeah, yeah we're supposed to be a balance. So, um, you know, so especially especially when you look at things like who who has the majority of the money, of the power, of the etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, well, yeah. Aaron, In influence the representation. This, it's all white. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean, I just moved into my one of my full time jobs right now is I'm a housing stability case manager. Okay, trying to help um, house homeless Indigenous youth here in Toronto. Um, and the housing is absolutely ridiculous in Toronto. It's so overpriced. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And yes. then you see, like I said, I mean, there's all these multi-billion dollar condos down here. And you have to, you know, you have to ask yourself, how come indigenous people don't have um, have space in, in big cities like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal? How mm -hmm. come we, you know, and... You know, I always say too that uh, they put us on these small reservations to create an illusion of freedom, but really we're trapped in a lot of poverty and uh, not a, not good quality water, mm -hmm. not good opportunities for education or uh, employment, and so um, we would like to see our people rising up in big cities where there's lots of opportunity, and how this fosters and onto um to to sex and because when we have individuals who can't find education or employment we we know that they're statistically more likely to potentially get into the sex trade and mm -hmm. be doing things that are not consensual mm -hmm. um and so we want to make sure that we're uh we're raising that raising that awareness mm -hmm. and raising the bar and not that we're very pro-sex workers here so not to say that and not to generalize that all sex work means that they're they're a victim that has gotten into that industry because there are tons and tons and tons of people that love and enjoy that work um, and have their whole lives and stuff like that. Um, but for sure, um, to ignore that a portion of the sex work community um, is there involuntarily or has been forced into that industry. Uh, would, especially in the indigenous community. Yeah, yeah especially you're yeah. finding. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're, um, you know, we've we've really... We've really worked really hard on this, and we've built partnerships with people like Fatima, who's just been absolutely amazing. She's the best. Um, and then we also partnered up with uh, with a young lady named Ashley, who works at Seduction. So we did. I know sex. her well. Oh, yeah. you she, know her. As you know well? her too. I, I work there. Right. <laughs> right on. Yeah, she is was yeah, so helpful. Awesome. So our first time, we went in there and we shot an hour long episode. And we were so excited. Awful. It was so funny. And then we went. It was very funny. Uh, but then we went, <laughs> that was the second one. That version. was the second oh, one. Yeah. Okay. So after we went back and none of the audio no! picked up. So we that's, had to. So we took before, up so much Ashley's time. That's before we had Damon. Shout out to Damon over Damon, there. Damon, yeah. Damon. You're a technician. We had yeah. our professional camera. We just used our phones in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And we had to both invite one of our friends. So like my cousin Brandon <laughs> came and then uh, her friend Camelia came. And, and so they're both there with their iPhone. And. Didn't pick up any of the audio. Oh, that's so. such a heartbreaker. And I felt so bad for Ashley. She was like, she took so much time to like organize everything. And then we're like, we have to come back, Ashley. She oh, like, my God. I have to talk to my hour. manager. Hey, it happens. It totally happens. Yeah. I have for sure have recorded an entire episode uh, with a really prominent, awesome uh, trans person.
person from New York and I was like so lucky to get this interview with them and everything and then my Mac just completely crapped out and I lost the episode right. and oh, I was no. like Oh, yeah, it's Bex. Bex, so uh, from Bex Talk Sex, uh, they're a really prominent, awesome sex educator, and like specifically on kink and all trans, trans everything they talk about. And then I lost it, and I was like, "Oh my god, how embarrassing!" But it happens. Shit happens. Well, right? it's yeah. been such a good learning experience for me and Lauren as well. So, like when we went to the seduction sex store, yes, there was all sorts of things that we, I just, I just did not know about, and I think we spent a lot. Of, like we, it was like our second home for a little while while we were shooting. Oh, we, we were just walking up in there the whole like the entire staff would know who we are and they're That's like oh awesome. ashley's not here right now she's on breakers she's just and we're like, like we're just doing out. research and there we are <laughs> looking at various sex toys and whips yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and um yeah it's uh i didn't know they had so much stuff for men um yeah a lot of specifically at that store there's a lot of male centric um or, or should i see penis penis owners you yeah. know to to be inclusive of uh, you know what? Um, we, we're so conscious of that too with our episodes now because we want to make sure that we're appealing also to our, our two spirit and LGBTQS yeah, two for S sure. community. So instead of saying um, men, men or women, we it's say like, penises or vaginas. Yeah, yeah. Right, to, right to the sex. Yeah, those yeah. who have a, a, a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever has a vagina, whoever has a penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's super important as well to yeah. just kind of get that in the in the miasma of the culture to start using to start being inclusive like yeah, that absolutely. when you use pronouns and whatnot. well it just really honors those those individuals who are a part of that community and i think the community really recognizes when you do honor those pronouns and sure. you are trying to be gender neutral with with the stuff that, i mean um and we just shot an episode not too long ago at two spirits of the first nations with uh with keith mccrady and tamara eli and um their episode did really really well we had to edit it but they're up to a thousand views in like a week as well so it's, yeah they did really so it's, well it's so good to see uh the community coming together you mm -hmm. know what i mean are you able to explain uh to people i'm sure a lot of people are aware of lgtb lgbtq plus yeah um i feel like they're not really aware of the two are you able to speak on that? People. The two-spirited the, part? The, the two-spirit of the people and someone who doesn't um, identify, identify as two-spirit, you know, it's really important that I allow those individuals right. to have their voice. Of There's course. a whole episode on it. Okay, it's great. episode 10 yeah, on the Sunday Night Indigenous <laughs> Sex and Love show, which can be found on YouTube. And, and Keith McCready does a, a very great job explaining okay, um, his version of two-spirit. Um, just because I don't want to say something that might sure. be offensive. Yeah. Or, or yeah. It's important for people who are part of that community to... Yes. So to be the ones who speak about it. Great point. And when we were, you know, I think that was the the big part because we really wanted to include an LGBTQ2S um, segment. And we want to do more LGBTQ2S uh, focused on um, videos as well. But we have, like I said, such limited time and um, and funding available for this. As you know, the funding all got cut for that, right? So yeah. we, me and Lauren, um, we have actually raised our own money to do um partial of the show and then the rest of the funding we, we received through the Enegbi youth program right so yeah but uh one of the things that we did was a lot of consulting with people from the lgbtq um 2s community about, amazing and that was and that was the prominent answer that i got when i was asking how can we be inclusive and not be offensive and most of the people said give them their own voice then yeah yeah, yeah. Let them let them speak on it don't speak on their behalf yeah um, that's um, that's how you become a good ally, and so we really wanted to honor those those um, those people who who had advised us that way. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So I feel like um, 
maybe just because I've looked just through the beginning. I've started at the beginning of your episodes. Okay. And then I'm moving through. So I feel like safe sex is a huge focus yep. when you're talking safer about sex. safer sex. We There's no such thing as safe sex. sex. Yeah. Safer the only sex. safe sex you can have is with yourself. Is right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, so safer sex um, is something that is, is so, so, so important when we're talking about talking to youth uh, about mm-hmm. sex education. Mm-hmm. That's like that's the number one. And I mean, thank God there's still that in sex ed. Yeah, it's still, yeah. cut a it's lot. Good, it's yeah. good they're still talking about Thank condoms. God it's still there at least. But like, can we talk about uh, safer sex for yep. a little bit? Um, yeah. I'd love to just talk about, um, I mean, uh, generally on this podcast, we kind of talk at like a 102 or 103 level. But I feel like it's really valuable just to once in a while, you know, step back just to check in with people mm-hmm. that they do know the 101 stuff. Yep. Because some yeah. people that are like, oh, I don't need to. I know about safer sex. It's like, well, do you though? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it's good to check in. So, so what do you talk about when you talk about safer sex? Well, we just released an episode on STDs and STIs, mm-hmm. and uh, which was really great because there's this myth and a lot of people don't think you can contract um, STDs or STIs through oral sex. So but, uh, all yeah. of the all the all the STIs and STDs that were featured, you could um, contract through oral sex. So it was like chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, um, HPV, herpes, herpes, and I can't remember the last one. There's something else there, but all of them you can contract from oral sex. Um, and like herpes too, like you can get uh, herpes type one. So that's a that's an oral area. But you can um, get that on your genitals. You can get yeah, that on so your genitals. You have so like a, they're you interchangeable, have a, like herpes yeah. type one and herpes type two. So um, and so we really pr- heavily promote flavored condoms in that one. Yeah. And so we, barriers when during yeah. oral sex. Yes, or yeah. dental dams. You know, and we also uh, in our first episode we show people how they can cut condoms and make them in dental dams. Yeah. So you just like snip off the tip exactly. and then snip along the length and then you fold it out and Absolute, it's that rectangle absolutely. that you just use as a barrier. And so yeah, yeah that's that was one of the uh, advices that we give. And then we also talked about. Uh, the insertive condom um, versus yeah. the regular condom. Now yeah, and we call an internal, it, yeah. And we internal call it an insertive condom. condom. Now, once again, a good yeah. morning, a serious, because I, we always refer to it as the female, female condom. Yeah, I used to be but once condom. again, we want to be conscious yeah. of, of, of people's... Of our communities, yeah. 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 And We're we don't want to be hurting people, anybody. Yeah. So. yeah, so the and the deal with the internal condom uh, is that you've got the ring on the outside and the ring on the inside, and it's the small ring is inserted. That's yeah. right. Yeah, just yeah. like and just like a menstrual cup <laughs> or a, what? What? No, Lawrence, <laughs> did you try Lawrence first episode. Product did review. She, did she try it out? Do you have an, a <laughs> no. review for us? No, no, but she did do a demonstration on how it could be, um, how you insert it on yeah. our first episode. Uh, and then we had the banana and everything to slide it in to show people like <laughs> yeah. how you slide. Yeah, slide yeah. whatever you're sliding in there. Yeah, but I. I I, I gotta say I've I've never actually used an insertive condom, but you but know, people yeah, have told so us like you, it feels really a good. Lot of people say it's better. Yeah. So why do you think internal condoms in condoms insertive condoms have never like taken off? I feel like nobody uses them. I know. What's and that they're about? a great alternative. What do you What do I you think? I think it's so new. I think people are just accustomed to like your regular condoms mm-hmm. that you just. They have been around since I feel like. They, they have been around for a long time, but I guess the more prominent and common uh, condom is just your typical. Condom. Yeah. Penis condom. Yeah. 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 I believe it was our third episode. We talked about creative ways to use condoms and to make them more fun. And I think if you're in a relationship, like always trying new things is always fun. Yeah. So like, you know, and that would be something that I would would be like, you know, like, hey, like, you think we could try the insertive condom? Yeah. And what I like about the insertive condom is that you can actually have that um, 
pre-insert it before intercourse. Yeah, you can insert because, it. I feel yeah. like two hours or something beforehand. So, you so can. That, you know that awkward moment when you're like, hold oh, on, let's say, and you're yeah. like chewing on the condom wrapper. Like it's yeah. not coming open. Right? Although, <laughs> although, do not open a condom wrapper with your teeth. Yeah, right. That's not right. My terror, Edward. I know. Come on. Come on. But, you but know the point. Better. The point is, by the time you the, the yes. you get the condom on, the 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 penis says. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of the positives, maybe, of the internal condom because that's one of them. For yeah. the penis condom, you need to have an erection to put it on. Yeah. Yep. For the internal condom, it's worn uh, by the person that has the vulva and vagina. Right. So yep. they can, it, it, nothing with an erection needs to be happening yeah. for right. you to put on the condom, right? So, But you, I'm sure you still need an erection to put it in, though. Oh, well, you can use you can use your fingers or you That's, can use a dildo, yeah. especially if you're putting it on. You can be putting it on hours before the person even arrives for your date. <laughs> right. So you can be putting that on ready by yourself. Roll. But yeah, so you're ready to roll. So you don't have to like break that. Not that like there's, I don't know, the myth of the mood. That, <laughs> I, I don't think you can break a mood, but right. some people feel the momentum of the situation, right. uh, you know, can kind of uh, be veered off if you have to break it to use barriers or Probably whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you can put it in beforehand. Um, I feel like it's good for, um, well, one thing that's good about either type of condom is that it's um, a form of birth control, but it's also a form of uh, STI, prevention prevention for STI, where a lot of like, if you're using the sponge, if you're using the cervical cap, if you're using the diaphragm, they don't do both. So both condoms do both. Absolutely. But I feel like the internal condom, it also kind of covers the vulva, a yeah, bit. It gives yeah. you some vulva and coverage. It'll probably There's protect you from herpes then too. Probably yeah, anything more. that's more like skin to skin contact. Yeah, any because STIs. that can happen on the base of, of the penis as well. Yeah, right? yeah. so yeah, um, yeah, it's a great, a great alternative. Yeah, it gives you a little more coverage, so it actually gives you a little more protection from yeah. like certain STIs, which is nice. You sold me on insert a condom. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get gonna, some. Yeah. Use those from now on. This is the other problem with the insert of condoms. I don't find that they're as ready available. As the They're, regular yeah. condom. Very yeah. true. So when I was shooting our episode for that, I mean, you'd be surprised how many places I had to call service providers that did not have them. I don't yeah. really see them in um, like drugstores. They're not that like accessible. I don't really see them And I think they're a little store. bit more expensive as well. They are, yeah. They're more expensive. Condoms should be free. Yes, yeah, no they one should you. have to pay. You know what? They and I mean, not... in a lot of places in Toronto, they are they free. Yeah, yeah go on agencies. over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I, f- I feel like the other kind of uh, limit that people find is that they don't know how to use it. They don't know how, to, if they're inserting it properly. Yeah. And same thing with like using like cervical cab, diaphragm, any of this internal stuff that yeah. you're inserting. I feel like people don't know if they're doing it correctly. So they're like, I know how to put a condom on a penis. Yeah, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick with that. Yeah. But well, it's actually, if you just do it a couple times, like if, even it. by yeah. yourself at home, because as we said, you don't need a penis to be in ha- using <laughs> right. this condom yeah, you just be by yourself put it in your on yourself a couple times and you know like, what there are tutorials on youtube how to how to insert and stuff yeah yeah there's nothing that's how there's i nothing, learn <laughs> yeah. there's nothing funnier than being at your work and and your boss is like what are you watching and there's like youtube there's like a person putting a, like this is for the sex edge. yeah it's on task i swear <laughs> yeah it's part of my job and you know what another thing um not that there's enough great things about internal condoms already um is that the vulva or vagina owner is um taking charge and they yes. have ownership yeah. of the protection. Absolutely. Right? So it's not like you get in a situation and the dude or the penis owner is like, oh, I don't have a condom. 
okay, well, we still both want to have sex, so let's just have sex. It's like, that's not going to happen because the dude is forgetful and lazy. (laughs) Not to generalize an entire gender, but they are. But I got privilege. I just need to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but the vulva vagina owner can always can uh, take control of that. And, and, and what yeah. I love about that, and it's the epitome of of um, of independence for an individual. It is our responsibility to protect our bodies. Yes, it's not no one else's responsibility. And me and Lauren go really heavy in yeah, that. Yeah, we cover that a lot, especially with contracting STDs or STIs or getting pregnant. It always seems to be a blame game. And it's all, it's their fault. And at the end of the day, we want to bring people back that your body is your responsibility um, and that it's your job to protect yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people say, oh, I trusted them. And I said, you got to trust you. Yeah. You have to trust you. And that's why we we educate them after. Like, what what do you do after the fact? You do get, like, an STD or, Mm -hmm. you know, you get pregnant. Like, you know, where do you go? Like, and we educate them about that. Because, like, once that does happen and once you take responsibility and you're not doing the blame game, like, how do you move forward in a good way? So we touch base on that. And I yeah. think it's just like the basic law of attraction. I think so many people focus on the fear of when they're getting tested because it's a scary thing to do. Once sure. you go get tested, they're, you know, the anxiety, the the depression that comes with, oh my God, what if I am um, test positive for anything? And we try to remind them the instead of having the fear of testing the relief of testing negative yes. is profoundly amazing yeah. when you get your results back and you are negative it is such a relief so we try to try to focus um our energy on reminding especially young people i work with uh, i know you're focused on the fear but once you get your results back and they're and they're you're gonna feel a, a sense of relief and even if you do test positive yeah that's the, then, think, then we can then we yeah. can do something about it yeah that's like that's I mean. a po- it's a positive thing getting a positive result as well because then you can you know a feel even if we're talking about feel the relief of like not spreading it to anyone yep. because yeah. you are being a responsible sexual partner mm-hmm. um and like uh, uh, yeah so if you are tested for something you're getting it treated and you're not passing it to oh, someone yeah. else Absolutely. and even if you are exhibiting symptoms a lot of them are asymptomatic asymptomatic um get sorry for getting symptoms or not getting symptoms uh, you know, if you're getting symptoms, that's going to be a huge relief because your symptoms will go away because then you are treating the thing. Like, and something you may not even realize is a symptom. It's like, oh, that's just a part of my life. And it's like, no, that was actually a symptom. Yeah. It's going to go away now. And like, good for you for being healthful. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's about being healthy and yeah. taking care of yourself and taking and care of other people, right? You know? It yeah. is. I think, I think it's a, the, a big part of being mature and being a, a, a consensual adult and having those sexual relationships. It's, it's really important to uh, to go go get those tests done. Yeah. And uh, how often and when when do you guys recommend? Like you I get tested. tested at least twice a year. Yeah. Great. Uh, that, I think I've, that's the standard twice a year. I think yeah. they say or or every time you um, encounter a new partner or yep. or uh, just like whenever something changes with a partner, like uh, is when you should go get tested. Oh, I just thought of another great reason for internal condoms. They're great for anal play and for anal sex as yeah. well. Um, because you can, so I don't know if any of you all do <laughs> anal play or do <laughs> anal sex. I do. Um, <laughs> okay. <and laughs> okay, Laura. 
and one nice thing is, you know, it's it's your anus and your rectum, so it can get a little messy, and that's the nature of the beast. Um, so it's nice that you can like go and take it out by yourself in the washroom after. Oh, that's you, so true. I never true. thought about. You don't that. have to do it in front of the partner on the bed. Like you can go and do it in the shower. Take it out in the shower, which I feel like is really is really fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just smiling. I'm yeah. not, I think it's smiling. Um, no, would it be one. no? And I don't, I don't know, but would it be hard to insert that into the anal versus the vagina? No. I think like if you use lube, you obviously have yeah, to use for lube. Yeah. Yeah. Anus, yeah, I think yeah. you'd have to use lube. And... and those come really lubricated. Like like internal condoms come way more lubricated oh. than a than a penis condom. Yeah, no. so, our I know. When, so cool. when we were yeah, doing I know. the episode, You're like, yeah. When we did that, when they did that episode, yeah. You're Laura, covered. Laura was just You're... like. We're like a hundred Kleenexes when we're doing it. And we're like, exactly. Yeah. But that like helps with obviously the comfort for the wearer. Okay. Um, but it also helps with like there used to be an issue with internal condoms that they were noisy. Really? <laughs> that they're like squeaky kind of. Oh. <laughs> and that just helps with also the noise. Right? <laughs> yeah, that could kind of be cool though. I don't know. I, you know I'm gonna... If you've got like a plastic fetish or PVC fetish right? or like latex fetish, you might be into the squeaking <laughs> sound. Oh, but I didn't know that they were squeaky. But most people are probably not into <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. That's why there's one of the reasons why they're so lubricated. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! And I think a good thing to mention as well um, is to not use both of these condoms at, at the, the same, same time. time. You know what? We should have included yeah. that. Aaron, thank you for that would for cause that tear. I would believe, right? Correct. It, it could, yeah, yeah, it's friction. Yeah, potentially a tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we should never assume people know that. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's you like know, I think, you yeah. assume people don't use a condom twice, right? Like, like wash it and use it again. You know, but like sometimes people, yeah, do stuff like sometimes that. Sometimes like, it's a good thing to just you know, again check yeah. in with everyone that it's like don't just use just a so you know. You're yeah. right. you know what I mean? But we didn't put in our video. We just like you toss it in the garbage after you're done with it. Like we had yeah. a garbage beside our table on in our one video. We didn't. I'm not sure if we talked about not using, but both. we didn't talk about using both at the same time because yeah. yeah. we made that assumption. But you know, for our viewers who are going to tune into for this, our viewers now, now you know, now don't you know, use don't both of do them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also, because I was, I was researching a bit of like, uh, a bit on prophylactics and uh, contraception and stuff like this uh, so for this interview. And something that was kind of interesting I found is that uh, spermicide, right? Mm -hmm. Spermicide is a chemical um, that, that kills sperms. It doesn't actually kill, but it, it slows them down. Okay. It slows them down so they don't make it to the egg, essentially. <laughs> um, which is another thing I assumed. I'm like, oh, spermicide kills, kills the sperms, But actually right? just yeah, slows it down, apparently. But... Um, and all a lot of the internal devices, like a diaphragm or a sponge or whatever, they need spermicide to work okay. as well. However, apparently uh, the, uh, the chemical in spermicide uh, is in, can be a little irritating for some mm. folks. You know, everybody has different vulvas and different vaginas, so there's yeah, some are more a sensitive. range. But um, uh, irritation uh, means translates into like potentially small fissures which in actually will increase the risk of STI um, really, eh? yeah, transmission if something's irritating yeah. because Aww. it's causing a fissure, like very tiny fissures. Aww. Yeah, so just be aware. That's something I didn't know that spermicide can be Absolutely. an irritant. That's the first time I've heard of it too. Yeah, yeah. So it can be too. an irritant because as as we know why why 
yeah and anything that's being irritated which is why a lot of stis are transmitted uh anally is yep. is because it, it's more likely anally rather than vaginally for a small very small just microscopic kind of tears to happen yeah and uh anytime there's an open open wound or anything like that stis are like yeah getting in getting in there right yeah, in yeah. there well and then this big misconception that hiv is a, a gay related disease is is no. is not is so far-fetched actually the the highest rising rate in saskatchewan right now is aboriginal women i believe wow. um, with hiv infection wow. uh, who are having sex with men so um and we talk about those those tears because when you're having anal sex there is more um chancing for tearing for yep. blood to be interacting yep. with the semen yeah. and therefore the, the virus to be yeah. transmitting but um but it definitely is it, transmitted in all the other ways as well it's and, and just yeah, higher even, even uh, like high percentage sex we yeah we talked about that like using your hands which is like hand sex yeah, yeah. hand sex yeah. so like if you're getting you know finger for instance like i got a cut on my finger there right, right? So, yes like if i have one closer down here that that could essentially transmit the virus yeah if it, it, you know it's a and then your nails are long and you might tear them on yep. the inside and then your hand is already like that's an open cut so it's why... just it's just a potential for like transmission there yeah and, and that's why we promote the the hand gloves yeah if right? you do have some sort of a yeah cut or something like that use a finger cut use yeah just use a glove but I it's think... sexy do doctor play like right. get into it yeah get into see, it that's how you would make yes sex fun with a glove like it would be and they have black gloves too play. they have right. the black like latex glove like oh, it's we, sexy you know and i wish you know because we did want to be um conscious of our, our viewers there's so many topics we wanted to get yeah, into that were like you know maybe we're really raunchy and sometimes we want to be raunchy but we have to be mindful like, mindful <laughs> as course. well that we you know we do work um with an organization and even though like um our our program has essentially gifted us the uh the show so it's Amazing. no longer no longer really belongs to an agni it, it actually belongs to lauren and i and cool. we're hoping to uh, after the season is done and i'd love to invite you as well aaron we're gonna be having what's called the sunday night indigenous sex and love show halloween costume party Fun. Um, on october 27th and it's a private function and only the people who are involved in the project and it's all will be private invitation yeah. but our goal is essentially to raise um capital at that event and raise money for that to, to continue do, the to show. do a a, a a similar show but a different show we maybe want to focus on addictions next or um talking to indigenous artists awesome and then um and then damon also had a, a great pitch that he wanted to talk to so we'll talk to him after about his yeah. ideas but um awesome but yeah it's it's great to not um one of the things that yeah that we found difficult was having to stay within the policies and procedures yes. of an organization yeah. yes, yes, or yes. Uh, an agency, even though our organization agency has been absolutely outstanding. It's still, um, you have to be sensitive well, because yeah. we have funders and we have, you know, we have people that, that contribute and we don't want to offend anybody. And so, um, this would be, give us an opportunity to go independent and, I think that's what go rogue, go rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Go just like be ourselves. Like, cause we are, we are ourselves in the show. We are, but like, we definitely have to like, you're keeping censor. it professional. We it, have yeah. to censor yeah. something. We gotta keep it set a little <laughs> bit. Censored. Editing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The editing yeah. eyes. Always on. And, yeah. uh, and so like, you know, one of our, our program manager, Cynthia Bell, who has been uh, like a second mom to me. She's, she's so, the best. She, she's such a, a great woman. And, uh, you know, she lives by the philosophy, great leaders, don't um create followers they create other great leaders and i think she has supported um everything we have done and she is even supporting us going independent and um it's just amazing when you have 
um, and you have a, a person that stands behind you, especially a boss, right? Um, awesome. Because a lot of the other social service organizations are like, no, you can't talk about that. Do yeah. not talk about yes. sex. Yeah, we're liable. We're and yeah, we have to push boundaries too for the show. Like there were times where like the topics we were talking about were kind of controversial. Like, um, like uh, the, the sex toys was yeah, was one that, yeah. we, that we were concerned. But what what was what, what was really alarming was. We've never had a negative complaint in regards to the show, except for there was a mag or a poster in the back of one of the ones that had nothing to do with the content, but okay. but still it was in the background and it, yeah, it was there, just an ass or something. Yeah, it was like a bunch of. Yeah. it was not a, it was not the, the sex shop. Yeah, so. there's a there's a bunch of posters down there. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, just like old from old products. Yeah, you know, had our old posters just like up on the walls. So to the defense of seduction, they did the interview free of charge. They took up their thing and they they offered us a space to shoot it. We're, yeah. We were not in any position to, to shame or tell them what uh, what area that we could and couldn't work in. We were just grateful that they did it for course, us. And Ashley yeah. and their staff there have been so accommodating yeah. and so supportive. Um, you and should so, have uh, Richard on the show. Do you know Richard? Richard Kama? is also native, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. That's, why I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, I was actually yeah. at Seductions yesterday and left Richard a message. Good for you. Because yesterday. It'd be a great match. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because um, me and Damon were were helping, uh, like I said, Ashley Calling Bull with a with a project yesterday, and um, so we're uh, yeah, I went in there and was like, hey, you know, we'd love to have you guys at this um, at our Halloween party, and awesome, yeah. So we're really looking forward. Hopefully, you can come Great, too. Great, cool, yeah, definitely. Got um, the special invite, yeah, a special invite only <laughs> yeah. the VIP. Well, I think this is a great place to take a break. I don't think I can go too much longer for for uh, addressing talking talking about the people that censor me. Hey. I'm just yeah. Do people censor you? No. Oh okay, my God, great. No, my sponsors are amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, they're all super sex positive, so that helps. Cool, so cool. first, uh, we mentioned them before, Oasis Aqua Lounge, which you both they're know. The best, yeah. They're an amazing sex club uh, here in Toronto, and they're welcoming of people of all gender identities, of all sexual orientations. Um, they are completely shame-free and judgment-free when it comes to all types of pleasure and play, uh, as long as that it is consensual, uh, consensual between Consexual. Consexual. That's my other As long as it's oh. consexual. <laughs> um, and they have a fantastic facility. They're at 231 Mutual Street, or you can uh, go and take a look at them at oasisaqualounge.com. Um, another uh, amazing sponsor I have is comeasyouare.com. Okay. Uh, they're an amazing trans owned, trans operated sex shop that has started here in Toronto. Right now they're online. Um, they are uh, feminists, they're anti capitalists. They want to give you the best products at the lowest price possible. And they're going to do that with a coupon code you will get 15% off when you put in the coupon code bedpost one word b-e-d-p-o-s-t when you check out at comeasyouare.com uh, and uh, two of the toy uh, manufacturers that are at comeasyouare.com are also my sponsors <laughs> oh, okay wow. unicorn horn dildo anyone uh <laughs> <laughs> this, this is made by Love Crafters Toys. Uh, you can go over to their Etsy shop. Uh, what's great is they are a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line. So they are toys literally for everybody. And they're all super fun like this one. Um, another cool fact is that they're all designed, uh, molded, and poured here in Toronto. It's 100% silicone, so uh, it's non-porous surface. Uh, silicone is the best uh, material for a sex 
stories. Um, and uh, it, uh, something you want to put this in, uh, it might be a strap-on harness. And one amazing company that makes a lot of great strap-on harnesses is Unicorn Collaborators. <laughs> Unicorn Collaborators, uh, awesome Toronto leather makers. They're super body positive, so they make them in like a gazillion different sizes. And they also really love to do uh, custom work. So if they happen to not have something that fits your body or does what you need it to do, you can collaborate uh, with them. And you can email them directly at unicorncollaborators at uh, gmail.com. They also have an amazing Etsy shop that you can check them out there. Or as I said, both of these toy manufacturers are at comeisyour.com. So go get that discount. Um, and lastly, we have an erotic boudoir photography place. I'm just going to... I'm just going to wave this around. Uh, it's a provocateur images. I'm glad you two find it entertaining. Um, <laughs> uh, provocateur images is an amazing uh, Toronto uh, boudoir photography studio. Uh, Trevor is a photographer. He's absolutely fantastic. Um, we also have a coupon code, which is going to get you uh, 10% off, which sounds you know pretty good. But uh, depending on what package you choose, it's actually going to give you between $65 and $250 off. Okay, so it's huge savings. So go to provocateur underscore images on Instagram. Go to provocateurimages.ca to see the full portfolio and see what Trevor and his business are all about. And that ends our segment for uh, advertisers and people trying to censor me. (laughs) Don't hold me back, unicorn collaborators. I'm looking at you. I'm just kidding. uh, so hi. Can we see We're the unicorn? Back. Can you bring it over here? I yeah, see. I, I want to take a look at it. Please, please do. I, I like how she put it on her head. Like, you have to. Um, you have it's to. a unicorn. And no, it's very funny. Um, some there are some unicorn horns that have a suction. You know how some dildos have a suction yeah, cup yeah. on the side, so you can <laughs> mount it somewhere. So um, cool. Well, I have a friend that tried to mount it on her own head, like suctioned it on her own head, so yeah. she could walk around like that. Uh, and then she took it off, um, and she had a pepperoni-sized bruise. Oh no. Um, and she had to grow out her bangs. Are you serious? <laughs> so let's not. Someone use. should put that on their forehead. Those are my and friends. Be unicorn for Halloween at our party. I know. <sighs> oh, I know yes. that would be so. That would be so great. Love it. I can't wait to see all the all the great the great costumes. Are we still gonna be the angel and devil? I don't know yet. We, I think we should sit down <laughs> and talk who's, about things. Who's the angel? And who's the devil? He's obviously the devil. He's just like, <laughs> As if. Yeah. I tell everybody like what we're pro- like probably gonna be because we want to be matching, and I tell them he's gonna be the devil, and they're like, oh, that that's that's so perfect. Like that's that's the correct. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm the evil one. I feel like I am the angel and she is no, the devil. I don't I'm even not. know where all this. I'm listen, so listen. You can both be the devil. That's okay? what I was thinking. That's what he was saying. Yeah, he's like, like we're both corrupted. We we're should both, both be the devil. Both, yeah, we both need. We both need help. <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> you know those ones where you wake up and you're just like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Why am I like? What this? is my life? Um, okay, so one of the other things is we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast uh, that's super important for youth to be aware of and get education about is dating is like the first time you're getting a girlfriend or yeah. boyfriend well, going on first dates going on second dates i i wish i could be 20 years old and date again <laughs> oh as you God. get older it gets so much more complicated i remember when i was young and i the first couple times i fell in love it was very simple it was i like you i get excited when i see you you smell good you hug me I love you. Yeah. Now it's there's these things that uh, that we develop as we get older, and they kill relationships. They're called standards. Um, right. <laughs> we start to we start to being like, do you have a job? Do you have a car? Yeah, yeah. Do you live at home with your mom? Do you have a drinking? Like they the you know because it's not that we know what we want. We just know what we don't want anymore. I'm still really loud. Yes. Right? No, you're good. You're okay. good. I got it. Um. And so yeah, we really wanted to uh, 
we really wanted to make dating fun and easy for indigenous youth um, and all youth because it's all people watching our watching our show. We yeah. have a lot of a lot of fans who who are non-indigenous as well. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had a, a gentleman who works at Toronto Public Health come into our office. Proudest and moment. He, right. And <laughs> and uh, and he, what he had said was uh, his name's Donald. He said. Yeah, um, we watch your show at the at Toronto Public Health, and it was like, ah! <laughs> wow, they're watching us. So that I mean, it was such, it was such a great compliment. Um, and so leaning back into the dating stuff, yeah. um, the most important thing that we want to focus on uh, in dating is, is safety. Yes, because yeah. the first date, um, you know, the, the it's first, a stranger. So yeah, it's a stranger. Usually, usually a stranger. So there are some precautions you should take. Yeah, tell me um, about it. What what what? Are some good safety things like for first dates? Like the setting, like where, like, like what's the setting every date going to be? You don't want to be somewhere isolated, like their house, like yeah, or don't go to their house. Don't have them come to your house, yeah, because you know. then they know where you live. Yeah, right. somewhere more public, somewhere where there's other people. So maybe like a park, like uh, not like an isolated park, like High Park and in, <laughs> in the middle of the night, maybe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a High Park, like a coffee night. somewhere downtown yeah. for dinner. Yes, you know the places where there's there's lots of people, where there's help yeah. accessible in case you know. Things do get uncomfortable and you want to exit out of the date. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. tell people to like tell, let a friend know where you are or mm -hmm. let a, you know, give a, a give, or give, have somebody be a safety call? Yeah. I've yeah. been a safety call for people for sure. They're like, call me at 8 p.m. Right. Because it's about a half hour into my date. And then they go, so they can my be mom's like, sick. I got to go. Yeah. Or they can be like, yeah, yeah. I can't talk right now. I'm busy. I'm on a date. And, and like, he's okay, my great. safety guy. Right. I, yeah. I like, I like update on what's happening on my date. And sometimes he calls me I'm like, don't call me. Like, I'm on a day <laughs> well and there's this big misconception everyone thinks me and lauren are boyfriend and girlfriend because we do the show together when in fact lauren's the person i go to for all my dating advice yeah. when having that's a awesome. with a girl and she's having a like we tell each other everything that's right? awesome. and so uh yeah i'm really really grateful for for the friendship and i think that's really important when dating too is to have a safe non-judgmental friend that you can talk to as well yeah yeah real um, talks like yeah. really what's happening not like the filtered version yeah, like, of the date that like, you tell your mom like oh he was nice and it was great yeah, yeah like somebody wanna... that you're like listen he did this and i'm kind of yeah. like Ooh. it threw me off like it freaked me out like, yeah you know? yeah real like real talks yeah someone you can so, really confide in and it's so hard to find that because people are so judgmental and they're like <laughs> you did what it yeah. was your first date like it, yeah like, i feel like it's a, very easy for a lot of people to to go the, to that ew place. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like, ew, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Like, you know, don't you have standards? Don't you have any self-respect? So, like, for instance, when I tell Lauren something, she's like, really? You did that? That's so cool. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more. I'm just like, Lauren, stop. And like, was it good? Like, Jesus, Lauren. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, when we talk about dating too, it's, you know, it's it's just really difficult, especially when like Tinder now and there's all these yeah. like, online datings and it's become really super superficial. A lot of the a lot of datings where it's. Um, yeah, you see a picture and you swipe left or right. That's, I like you. I, I like yeah. her. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and so that. And that's like the thing about online. Like you really don't you, you're not really certain of who you're talking to. Like you're talking to some stranger. Yeah, catfishing. Like, yeah. How, yes. you know, how many like if they're doing you that know. with you, how many people are they doing that? And, you know, and not to not to shame the person, but to protect ourselves. Yeah, you know what I'm sure. saying. We have to be conscious that, that yes. Yeah, so if so they're like yeah, you, you show up app, to yeah. a date and this person is not at all what they look like oh, online. <laughs> what would you do? Like right away, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna make a quick call before we have this coffee. And just be like, Well, yeah, I, I think. Well, I think that would be something I would address right then in the spot that the, yeah. you're not the person that I was seeing in the pictures. Yeah, and yeah. that's not you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
I would end the date right then and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but some people who may not have that confidence yet, you know, and some people are, are working on building their confidence. Oh, might for sure. There are lots of people that would sit through be, that day. Might lots be scared to, to say that. Especially or, if it's a female, female identified person meeting a male identified mm-hmm. person. It's like right away, we're like female identified people are scared of men. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, everywhere. Terrified. Terrified. (laughs) I'm like that. I'm dead serious. That's that's the undertone, you know. And men, we need to own that. We've created that dynamic somewhere through history. And maybe not our independent selves, but all of us have had a play as as men for creating that sense of 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 people who identify as female not being um safe yeah like yeah when we're talking about all this bullshit of like guys aren't no guy is safe anymore it's like really has has a guy ever been in a room by themselves with a woman and been afraid of her or been (laughs) uncomfortable and been uncomfortable because you're the only guy in the room and there's one woman and you're in a room by yourselves together have you ever felt scared well well, you know really like and and i've i've and (laughs) I can never say I've never been scared that a woman's going to rape me. Yeah. Thank ever. You. I've never, yeah. ever thank had you. that fear in my life that a woman's going to hold me down and force herself upon me. Thank um, you. I'm scared I- they might be mean to me. Because, <laughs> y'all, I, I saw y'all, some people you know identify what? as women. I'm like, oh, she mean. You know what? <laughs> I, really I read somewhere that, like, the 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 base fear for women is that the, they will be killed by yeah. men. And the base fear for men is that women will laugh at them. Or reject them. Yeah. Rejection, yeah. rejection hurts. Yeah. Pride, male pride yeah, is, like, it's a, it's yeah. the root of... Ego. Everything. Right? So, yeah. and you have to. I mean, to approach a person that you're really interested in takes a lot of courage and Big bravery. Time. And so, when you go and do that, and someone's like, "Ew, like I'm not interested in you. Like, why don't you like? Fuck like, why would you fuck even fuck off? Right? <laughs> you're like, yo, yo, you might not want to talk to nobody for the rest of the night. Now, your your self esteem shot, right? Es- especially for a lot of men and male identified folks, it's like the ego is is a huge. Well, it's it's all it's attached a big to, part. It's attached yeah. to yeah testosterone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And testosterone is attached to ego and competing and and you know yeah, that's why I find yeah. even when I go out, when I, sometimes when I go out to the bars or the clubs, you see these big diesel guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't have the social skills to interact with the the females that they like, so they're having a hard time making those and they want to beat me up yeah because i'm <laughs> yeah. they want to they want to punch me out because i'm i'm very social and i'm very intuitive and and um and so that creates where a, do you source that where do i source what your confidence um through experience um through through my accomplishments it's about who i am not what i look like mm-hmm. it's about remembering the great things that i've done like i'm a frontline worker for 12 years now um and uh, the other thing too, I could say I've grown up with. Uh, I'm really grateful. I grew up with my mother was 16 years old when she had me, mm-hmm. and I have a, a sister. So I grew up in a house with with females who um, who essentially taught me a little bit more about the relational aspect of, of what it means to actually uh, to, be. to be in a relationship yeah. and uh, things like very basic things like communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so many of our men are socialized so early. Yes. That talking about our feelings yeah, you can't it do is it. is somehow associated with a weakness. Yeah. And so when I was young, I you know, I was growing up with these two females where we talked about I had to talk about my feelings often because they were working living with two females who are emotional and um so I think I learned to talk about my yeah. feelings and I I have more female friends yeah. than I do men it's friends. It's true. Edward does get a lot of like um people in the community are very judgmental of him for being open with his feelings. Mm-hmm. Like you often get well, often get like, called yeah. gay. Yeah, even. he often gets called gay for expressing himself, yeah. and it's just like it's it's 
it's not necessary because that's not the case. He's just like very open with his feelings. And yeah. so the, the first time someone had ever said that, I remember being really offended. And then I had to check myself and go back and said, the act of being offended by being called gay. It's a little would, homophobic. Would, would, yeah. would say that there's something wrong with, with being, being gay. gay. Yeah. So I had to check myself and yeah. to figure out what that's about. And what yeah. that's about is seeking validation from men. Because yeah. I want to be accepted by men as well, right? I want men to, to treat me as equal. But um, like I said, there's that association. That's, yeah, and that's just in the same way being called a girl, you throw like a girl. You throw is, like a girl. Is, is yeah. because it's shameful to be a girl. You know why it's shameful to be called a girl? Because it's shameful to be a girl. That's what it's saying. You know what's also interesting is that when men really like females, like as friends, they them complimenting their female friend is like oh you're like one of the you're guys like one of the guys you're like, like that's the, the highest compliment like you know fuck you like you're not you're not like any other girl you're just like you're just like a guy like you got a dick because like, why what are us. what are other girls like <laughs> tell me break it down for me what are all the other girls like that i'm not like yeah well everyone's their own individual we're all you know what every every person is their own unique special individual and yeah. i think that's really important to to really amplify is that you know what everybody has something really special to give and yeah and, and i think that's a good dating tip as yeah. well like try to see the person and try to have them see you as an individual on the first date like sure. it's hard on a first date because oh, you so you're hard. really trying to impress, impress and you want to put on the best version of yourself right when you're meeting a person for the first time but like really try to like get yeah well and people have different love languages Yes. So, yeah. you know, for instance, I'm a very uh, I'm a very affectionate person mm -hmm. with He's physical. super affectionate to so, everybody. <laughs> I, I am. And that's, you know, that's and, I, and I, 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 pride, I pride my father on that. See, my when we grew up, um, when you grew up in poverty, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't have nothing to give to each other. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that we showed that we loved each other was through physical touch. Yeah. Um, sharing, you know, sharing that kindness. Because we like, for instance, my father is a very affectionate man, mm -hmm. but he grew up really poor. And so that was his way of showing. Um, That's a very interesting. That, that, that was his way of showing me and my sister that he loved us because he didn't have no money to give us. He couldn't pay for things um, during during some of his harder times, right? So. That's a um, very interesting point when you think of like where do these love languages come from and what influence? Because I think a lot of people are aware of the love languages mm -hmm. um, at this point. I think there's been a lot of you know a lot of talk in media about it, but it's like that's interesting uh, to when you think of where we develop these love languages. It's like well we didn't have money, so we we had hugs. Yeah, we had <laughs> hugs. hugs. Are free. <laughs> so and an elder once told me that too. Said when when you were growing up in poverty, one of the ways, and that's maybe why um, there's so much pregnancy in, in poor communities. And stuff like that because one of the ways that we uh we shared ourselves was through music and through sex and through love mm -hmm. because we didn't have anything else to, to really share now here's the irony my mother polar opposite of my dad mm -hmm. not a very huggy touchy woman okay she's acts of service and yeah. um and you know she and gifts like she you know what i mean she's yeah. a, yeah. a she's so, a breadwinner because yeah. she's the single parent and she also grew up where she wasn't um always hugged and, and loved like that. And right? that's her learned experience. Her learned behavior, yeah. right? Is. So when I hug my mom, she's like, get off of get me. Off of right? Like, you know, like, give me a break. Stop same, embarrassing me. Same thing with my sister. My sister's the same way, right? And so it's it's interesting. It's interesting it. to think of where you get it from, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. yeah, what you have developed. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think of like, yeah, I think... I mean, I had a great, I had a great childhood, not to say I didn't, but yeah, physical touch may not have been like the number one uh, way my parents communicated with me that they loved me. Um, so uh, yeah, I just craved that so much as a young person. Yeah. I just craved to be like 
told that I'm good and like all that stuff, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And even just be touched. Maybe that's why I kind of launched into like my sex life very early and like prematurely is because like, oh, I just want to be loved and like, you know, touched and impact and everything. It really impacts you as an adult. For sure. And And to this day, that's how I communicate my love is like, just, I love you. I love you. And just like, hug, 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 hug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even this association, this is a big one that we want to talk to with our youth about is too, is that the association that sex and love are the same thing. Yes. Because there's a big misconception around love and sex being the same thing. I know when we're having sex, we feel like we're in love, right? But, um, you know, I always describe sex as, um, a love is like a cake. Um, it's, uh, it's got the substance and, and the sex is like the icing. Now mm-hmm. the cake is is good without the you can eat the cake without the yeah, uh, without the icing it's still good it's still good <laughs> but it's better with the icing yeah, right yeah um and same thing what happens if you just eat icing you get sick so if you're just having the sex without the love i like this metaphor then you then yeah. you you, know, you you start to it's not good for you either you're right. missing that substance no though, uh, though i don't know if that's a total generalization to make because yeah. lots, be. lots of people have unattached I, sex and and yeah, are it, digging it it's and person ab- by person, right like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's uh it's as long as it's all consensual yeah. and like we know what's happening like yeah. you know you're not uh having miscommunications where people you know want relationships with you and for sure and you don't communicate that it's like oh no i really just uh, love my casual. Uh, love having a casual sex life. Abs- or a, absolutely, you know, or a single poly person that just likes to. And know. and you know, into each his own. For for myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that that was. I find that I found that that was hard for me. It's hard to have to have yeah. casual sex without somebody getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether and I found that like and that's why there's partially me like I love sex I'm very pro sex but there is some sort of trauma that can be associated with it. I don't know if that's the stigma or or what what that's about but I found that when I was having um, sexual relationships without the relationship aspect and it was just sex if it hurt the other person it started to hurt me yeah sure. like they they start develop feelings and even if I was open and consensual about that because sometimes we agree to put ourselves in relationships um, that we we think we can handle at the time, yeah. but then those, or that we yeah. think we can change them, or yeah. oh maybe it'll move maybe towards it'll what I really be- want because exactly. I like this person exactly, which yeah. is why it's always good to have yeah try to have full disclosure, but also have ongoing conversations yeah. about it because yeah even the situation two people that are like yeah casual casual is exactly what I want. Another thing is like, what's your interpretation of casual, by the way? Right. <laughs> um, but also like, you know, maybe a month down the road or whenever it's like, OK, well, I, I'm kind of craving something more than casual. So it's great mm-hmm. to like just keep yeah. touching base to try to not hurt, you know, exactly. To try people. to keep everyone. And, happy. I, and I only know yeah. that because, like I said, I like when I was in my early 20s, I know I heard I heard uh, some people that I was yeah. that we were having and I thought everything was OK. And, and then I got hurt, too. Yeah. I, you know, I was like, sex is a very layered act. Yeah. And as we said, like it's it means something different to everyone it's by yeah. case by case basis their mm-hmm. lived experience you know of their sex life and and yeah. so that's the the balance of the show is we want to build the self-esteem for people to make consensual decisions about yeah. so people aren't just sleeping with someone because they want to change them yeah and my, my teachings are so once you engage in like a relationship with somebody like it could be any relationship like a sexual relationship um like a friendship once you have somebody in your life um that relationship's never going to end it's going to be ongoing until for the rest of your life so you want to be really mindful so if in this case if you have a sexual partner you want to be mindful about who you're letting into your life because then you're going to have that connection and relationship with them forever mm-hmm. so um and like we were talking about like people's like people change right so you want to be 
have that ongoing conversation with them because they're going to be a part of your life forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if I entirely agree with that because there's some people I don't I don't ever communicate with anymore. No, but, but like there's a connection there. there forever. Yeah, like there, yeah. You're definitely. never gonna erase that history you have with them. It's the worst is when you run into there. someone you slept with like at a random place and you're like, oh god, <laughs> like, on the bus, like, hey, you're like, oh hey, yeah, it's so, good to see you. You're like, hey, you were supposed to call me. You're like, yeah, I, I was, wasn't yeah, I? <laughs> a lot of conversations I have with past partners, the first thing will be like, are we good? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, you know that that happened. And are, are we good? And it's exactly. Like, mm, it's like okay, well, I'll text you later. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll shoot you a text. Yeah, we later. need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's just such a. But funny... I, I kind of understand what you're saying though. Even the like lack of relationship is still the person is in your life. Yeah, like, like even, they're on yeah. your monitor. Once they've entered your life, they were they'll never leave your life. Like they're still on the planet, and yeah. you know that they are on the planet. Like there's there's gonna be a connection and a bond for life because you guys shared something at some point, whether it was a friendship. A sexual experience like yeah. you guys will always be connected On, in some way yeah yeah just because so, you yeah. have history just for the sole yeah. yeah reason that you have connected at yeah. one point yeah and yeah. you know what i think is really important too is uh, the privacy around sex as well mm-hmm. I, and i you know there's a lot of people you have private consensual relationships and then they go tell somebody and you're like you weren't supposed to do that right mm-hmm. like, yeah and, and another thing to and, try to hammer out communication wise beforehand it's well, like well, I prefer it to, you know, stay well, between us. Especially in the indigenous community, which is yeah. a smaller, oh, smaller community. Um, you know, people talk and, uh, you know, next thing you know, you're, you know, people, everyone's knowing your business. Yeah, right? and, I, and, and I feel like that can be translated to all different types of community not only cultural but yep. like say my husband is in the comedy community so he's right. like i'd rather you know oh, we're polyamorous so yeah. he's like i'd rather you know with other people in the comedy community yeah. it makes sense you know right? and it's like no problem totally get it because of yeah. that reason you know it can get just get yeah, uh, a little incestuous and dramatic we should have an episode on polyamorous. i had a poly relationship can <laughs> I, I, we should i'm so open to poly relationships but yeah. i would never want my partner to sleep with anybody in the indigenous community because yeah. like then, well there's a right. lot to unpack there but <laughs> unfortunately i think we should be wrapping it okay. up okay um, no we want to spend more time with you aaron we have so much hey, more to talk hey, about if you ever do do a um do 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 you ever do 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 the polyamorous thing um i would love to come on there because i have a lot of experience you'd like to come on there i would like to come on where are you coming come in where okay we're having safer sex right now okay sorry i just thought i'd throw the sex joke we've got to wrap up the podcast um, All right. Okay, are you able to just tell me uh, where people can find your show? Give yep. us the links, your social media stuff. Introduce yourselves again as well. Okay, I'll let just Lauren go first. So I'm Lauren LaValle. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Lauren no, LaValle. I'm Lauren LaValle. <laughs> I'm uh, Lauren LaValle. Enough said. No, I, we uh, should have done introductions in the beginning. So I'm Lauren LaValle. Um, I'm from Whitefish River First Nation. I'm Ojibwe. My spirit name is Evening Star. Um, and I am a social worker in this community and I am a sex positive individual who wants to spread like positivity about sex and love. And you can find our stuff on uh, our Facebook page. It's on my Facebook page, Lauren LaValle, on Damon's Facebook page, Damon Anton. And then you can find uh, it also on the Edward Sear Facebook page. You can also find us on YouTube as well. If you just type in the Sunday Night Indigenous Sex and Love Show, you will see an abundance of pictures of me and Lauren. And then you'll see some other ones of Sue from back in the day. <laughs> All her episodes <laughs> pop up when we've when we typed that in. And, uh, and I'm from Eagle Village First Nations. My mother's Diane Sear. My father's Eddie Wimette. I always... Um, want to honor their names as well they're monumental instruments of the song i sing in my life and i'm really grateful uh i am from eagle clan 
Um, my sacred uh, name is um, Kichitawa Migazi, which means Sacred Eagle Man. And uh, I, too, am hoping that this project will reduce shame and stigma and raise awareness around sexuality. And uh, once again, myself and Lauren Lavalle are not sexual health experts. We are simply mm -hmm. um, two, two young um, ambitious individuals who want to dive into learning and growing so we still ha also have a lot of a lot of growing and learning to do as, as we well. all do yeah, yeah. so yeah. even sex educators absolutely. even certified sex educators yeah. absolutely yeah. so we we're still we're still learning and yeah. uh you know we just hope that the information is received while it's all done with with great intentions amazing uh i i'm so happy to have had you here it's our it's our it's been our pleasure <laughs> let me think of the things i gotta say uh, <laughs> uh if you're in toronto and you want to check out the bedpost stage show because we do a really fun uh, performative variety show as well uh, we do it the uh, last the third Thursday of every month at 8pm at the Social Capital Theatre and the last Tuesday of every month at Super Wonder Gallery at 9 uh, if you're watching us on uh, YouTube please uh, comment uh, subscribe share it around it does really great things for me and my business same with if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes or another podcasting app um, a rating and reviewing goes a really long way uh, we want to give a huge thank you to the Sonar podcasting network to eggplant media and the pacific junction hotel uh who helps produce all our fantastic content at the bedpost podcast and lastly if you are listening to the audio podcast you will hear original music by stephanie copeland who can be reached on her website stephcopelandmusic.com and one last huge thank you to edward and lauren thank you so much thank for coming you so much Aaron. <laughs> and thank you to everyone that's listening and watching we'll see you next week bye bye, bye.